0: So David, have you have you seen the 1986 motion picture The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? I have seen The Fly. You've seen The Fly. I have seen Well, yes. Okay. Then you're going to yes you're going to appreciate the dream I had the other day. Okay this is a real thing this is going to sound like a thing I made up this is a real dream I had so um, listen listeners if you have not seen 1986's motion
1: picture of the fly stop this podcast and watch it go watch the fly with uh, Jeff Goldblum Gina Davis it's fucking weird
0: yes. the extremely quick synopsis is that Jeff Goldblum plays an eccentric <laughs> scientist who develops teleportation between pods and when he's testing it on himself a fly unbeknownst to him flies into the telepod with him and the machine not knowing what to do basically fuses them at the genetic level so over the rest of the movie he slowly is sort of turning into a human fly hybrid morph it's very gross and disgusting which brings me to my dream we're at Seth Brundle that's the main character Seth Brundle's apartment warehouse place right and all of his friends are there it's his birthday and they have brought him a huge cake and they're celebrating his birthday and everybody's having a good time and they all have some drinks and he says, hey guys, check this out. And he takes the huge cake and he pushes it into one of the telepods, they don't know what it's for, and he closes the door and just as he pushes the button to teleport it, a stripper jumps out of the cake with panic in her eyes. No! And it teleports it all to the other one and then out of the other one emerges this, this half stripper, half cake monster. That's the dream I had.
1: Wait, you had this, you had this. <laughs> this was a dream so I you, had, yeah. You, were you a, were you an attendee of the birthday party or No, I was a I was a fly
0: on the wall. No, you were a love little fly on the wall.
2: Sound good to me. Uh-huh.
0: Live from the black heart of St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude
1: and I want to be who you like me to
2: But we both know I can't do nothing at all
0: Oh, win so against i I "Fuck you and your for me, I can't do nothing. At all. I'm gonna edit this and post so it flows seamlessly it really from flows the intro into, into me in, singing yeah. It. yeah, that's fair. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do not have the time to do that. <laughs> what? Uh, um, a uh, question <coughs> one. A. How are you? I'm uh, good. How are you? Question no. 1B. Question 1B. <laughs> how is, are how, you? How is, uh, how is Ragnar?
1: He's good. He's all right. Uh, Back at daycare. Um, good. You know, is what it is. Uh, Anna and I are generally back to normal. Um, We actually, I got up with, like, Ragnar, Anna got up with Ragnar, but I was, I would be up for watching soccer this weekend, so, like, I would watch him for a few hours while she went back to bed, so she actually, like, got caught up on sleep, and, like, right. literally on Sunday, slept, she, like, slept, she got up, fed him, and then went back to bed and slept to like, almost 10 o'clock, and... Um, I, I, at some point, I put him down just like for a nap and slept for like another 45 minutes. So I feel like we're generally back to normal. And it was also a crazy okay. week because Anna started a new job this week. Uh, it's, it's still it's still at uh, at the uh, financial institution that she works for. Um, I have a crazy busy week. Tomorrow is a bonkers day for me. Um, I have a bunch of uh, work shit that I got going on. So it's been a crazy couple weeks, but it feels like we're generally back to normal. Good. Which is well, like the, the I should realize I was talking with somebody on Sunday. We spent 11 days in the fucking hospital. <laughs> That's fucking insane. <clears throat> so I'm glad we took the last week off. I, I really wanted a podcast last week, but then when you were like, yeah, I know I need a week off. I was like, oh, yeah.
2: I. So can, I, I. could use a week
1: off. Yeah, and you had obviously very... Like all the Tifa stuff, like very valid reasons, and I also had very valid reasons, but I was like, no, yeah. no, no, like I'm just gonna power we, through. as like have no, no, no. to have other lives. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't so. want to
0: get too, I don't want to make this too political. You know, mm-hmm. we got to stick to sports, which is what most people want. Yeah, and but um, I the. the Socialized medicine some, some form of that Because what happened to you Is not a matter of Why don't you pull yourself up By your bootstraps, asshole Why don't you get a job Why don't you take care of yourself yeah. Why don't you do preventative No, it was just a fucking fluke thing That could change your life <clears throat> we're, starting to, we're starting to get the bills Yeah we got the It's anesthe- haunting
1: We got the anesthesia bill L- Luckily, we, we've, we've hit our We've hit our out-of-pocket max For the year
0: Probably we, pretty goddamn <clears throat> quickly
1: but we got I, I just saw a bill for $1300 for anesthesia for him. Yeah. And like $1300 if we had holy just to shit, make you not have Seattle to feel the shit yeah. that they then have to charge you for. Yeah, the fact that we have to get that bill like just makes us like it's just like we know that it's covered and it should be covered by the insurance and by by we've hit her out of pocket so like, we shouldn't have to pay anything but like even seeing that bill is just like is daunting. Like holy shit, like what if they don't cover like what if for some reason they say no 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 that anesthesia that he absolutely needed to like get all the shit he yeah. didn't actually need that like you that you didn't that wasn't covered right you owe $1,300 now like, well and it,
0: and again it's not a matter of you being lazy it's not a matter of you not contributing it's not I a mean, matter of you I'm not lazy, being willing to pony up all of this stuff you're not a fucking freeloader just because you want to continue to live a profitable life <laughs> or live a life or live or continue <laughs> to live living yeah. shouldn't be up to capital yeah. anyways uh, people much more articulate than me and you have yeah, spilled the, a lot this of is the about podcast. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where it all goes <clears throat> south. Yeah, the season's over and the days all not The days
1: you net. <laughs> Uh
0: all right. Well let's
1: uh what's The Comrades let's You Know. The comrades you know, yeah. <clears throat> Before we jump into on um, the Patreon, obviously, uh, we haven't got a ton of Patreon uh, some so new supporters yet, but oh, God, we have now that so we we and me and Martin have not yet talked about our off season plans. I don't think we're probably gonna do every week. I think that one might be especially in the off Once we, need to, we need to once MLS in the MLS cup wraps tank. off yeah, yeah, but uh, but we definitely have a few uh, uh, of our uh, watch party podcasts that we need to get going. Yeah, uh, this off now we got time. Victory being the uh, the number one A one and United I feel passions. like, has to be a one B. Yeah, we actually make that. A, we should definitely make that a live podcast where we watch United Passions right. together with everybody. We just give it MST three K treatment. Yeah, and yeah. then and then yeah, we also then we yeah, we do that and then we also record a podcast
0: afterwards, like talking about it or something. Yeah, I don't know. we should do. We should spend nine hours on this we effort. Should, so. yeah, absolutely. You know what? How we just said we're exhausted. We should just make it a nine-hour event. For, for United Passions, I'm willing to do that. How long is that movie? <laughs> Isn't it some absurd? Like It's way know. longer than it has any cause to be. Fortunately, we... Long, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right on.
1: Um, anyways, uh, so yes, yeah, so if you like the stuff that we do each week, the content we produce, uh, Daves I Know, or patreon.com
0: backslash the Daves I Know to help support the Daves that you know. So What do you think is your batting average for getting the address right when you try to throw people to that? Uh, 40%.
1: Pro- <laughs> I, I'm bad probably yeah I'm probably bad for 40% yeah
0: in baseball that'd be great I mean,
1: I'd be a fucking hall of famer
0: yeah in uh, people giving us money for this Not so much It's lower <laughs> It's yeah. very 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 much low yeah So um, United's out yeah, so we have... Are, a, that United passion has yes,
1: been extinguished. Yes, it has been. What are um, we going to talk about? So we're going to talk very briefly about uh, just some United news. A lot of stuff happened uh, over the course of those two weeks where we're, we didn't really do anything. Um, we're not going to talk about that LA Galaxy match. You listen to a bunch of other Minnesota United podcasts. If you are here for uh, our, our UFC LA Galaxy breakdown, um, go uh, sit on a uh, splintery broom handle. Because um, we're not going to do that. Fuck that shit. That yeah. shit's done. Um, yeah. Also, like, spoiler alert, uh, I didn't watch a ton of that match we can talk about that off, 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 off pod. But, we don't uh, need to. I, well, I got so, it. So we're going to do other United news. We're going to talk a little bit about the offseason, um, the schedule, uh, and then basically break down like what do we think. We have uh, so basically two categories. What should Minnesota United do and what do we think they will do? We don't want to spend a ton of time pontificating. And basically Martin was like, on text message earlier today. was like, I don't want you to spend an hour ranting about Heath. And I was like, that makes sense. He's like, you can have 10 minutes, but you can't have an hour. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about what uh, Minnesota United should do.
0: You are literally pissing on the ashes of that horse right
1: now. <laughs> like, it is uh, dead. Yes. We're talking about what Minnesota United should do, what we think they should do, and then what we actually think they will do. Uh, right. And we're going to try and keep it brief. We're going to try and keep it tight. Um, we have it basically kind of broken down like we did the off-season, or the, the, pod, the last podcast where we talked about the uh, the season breakdown of how they did yeah, yeah. each position. Positionally. Um, uh, the player management side, the front office side, stadium, all that fun stuff. Uh, and we have a bunch of questions, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's talk some United news first. Uh, in no, uh, no surprise to anybody whatsoever, Iko Parr was named Defender of the Year. We all saw that one coming. We all predicted that uh, yep. on our last podcast before the uh, season was over. Um, surprisingly to some, not to me, Vita Manone was named Goalkeeper
0: of the Year. I did not expect No, that. I you know I honestly surprised I,
1: I was hoping that he would and I I made I felt a decent case for it but I honestly did not think that the uh, that the league would pick him as the goalkeeper of the year especially considering he's on a one-year you know was on a one-year loan um, no one had ever seen him really before you know they've seen Bill Hamid and Sean Johnson a bunch of times right. but anyways he was named goalkeeper of the year so congratulations to Vito Manone. Yep. Deserved
0: um, but I'm going to I don't want to jump too far ahead but that's also going to raise the price tag on him. I if it does then they should
1: fucking cut bait we can talk about that later. We got yeah, that let's discussion. get there. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, also not surprisingly, um, since they were both named to Defender and Goalkeeper of the Year, I Vito were named to MLS Best Eleven uh, earlier today or yesterday. Um, Ike with a, uh, a very funny tweet because Bleacher Report put out a, uh, a pictogram of uh, all the players that the, the Best Eleven
0: and had uh, not Eiko Para's uh, picture on there. Who was that? Did it was we Bill find Hamid. out? It was Bill Hamid. Yeah, it was Bill Hamid. Yeah. <laughs> You know I, you know that old Joseph and the Technicolor Dream Dream coat uh, song no any yeah. black person will do <laughs> It was funny, actually. Uh, Ike had a little bit of fun with it. With uh, basically, have a tweet basically
1: saying, "On the lookout for a black man between four seven and six eight. That and is, uh, that's the like, right
0: attitude to have about it. It was yes. clearly just a stupid mistake. Also, but the, the only, it was stupid.
1: The only African American on the goddamn thing, and they picked the wrong, <laughs> they put the wrong picture there. Yeah. So, Bleacher Report showing their showing their true colors. True colors. Wink, wink. Um, and some less—it's more depressing news. Uh, R.I.P. to M.N.U.F.C. contract options for Rasmus Schuler, Colin Martin, Wilfred Mombay Tarat, Carter Manley, and Ali Amas Nengazi. Uh, Nengazi, we hardly knew ye. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you want do you want to talk about any of these? Uh, any of these guys? I mean, obviously, we knew Schuler was out um, with the, especially with the one-year finish deployment uh, yeah. that he had. Martin seemed to be uh, sort of—he is more probably a U.S.L. a U.S.L. player, maybe a fringe, fringe.
0: Um, MLS guy You mean Schuler? No, Martin Oh, Colin Martin Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's a USL I, the, the, I guess the
1: one is that is slightly surprising is uh, WMT um, Basically, he really get, didn't really get an opportunity He didn't I mean, get Chase, too much opportunity Chase Gasper stepped up and, and you know <clears throat> Manly got basically one start this year Or sort of one, one appearance this year And he was uh, kind of disastrous in a, a match against Dallas And then uh, the uh, Ponzi
0: scheme that is uh, Rainbow FC and Ali, I'm uh, missing Gazi. <laughs> so listen, Rainbow FC gets its own Patreon pod. Okay, I, I don't have what it takes to one, talk yes. Rainbow FC. right We can now. get Luke in for but that. I think he, yeah, he, he would love it to be talk really about good it. Yeah. African ma- fictional f- f- yeah. African soccer teams. Yeah, let's talk about it. But um, the weird thing about it, forget the Rainbow FC stuff and like his his path of getting here, um, I get signing him because why not have the opportunity, especially with a USL affiliate. To take a flyer on a guy, see what happens, what doesn't happen, whatever. But it's weird to me that he got like very little time there, and then they cut on him. I mean, he barely now, made the 18 most
2: games. That's the he thing. Barely. So no, it's it's extremely
0: possible they looked at him and said, "Wow, he's total fucking shit." I mean, that's entirely possible. But um, the, you know, this I, I guess that's why you have the liberty to take a flyer on the guy because it costs nobody anything. So, so may, maybe instead of complaining, so it's not a pan got party situation. Yeah, maybe uh, instead of uh, yeah, pan, pan got. Was the perfect example of a guy that is you know you watch that hot fucking highlight video with that thumping music and and even I got a little teary eyed and bonerific about it and you bring him over you stick him in with the flamingos and find out his shit and then whatever it's done yeah that Pan Gop Ghazi was what Pangop should have been and maybe instead of complaining about us cutting Inghazi I should have just said well that's that's how that works the one weird thing was uh, was uh, Moimbe. Um, I thought he looked pretty serviceable yeah. when he played. Like he didn't get to play much, backup, which is fine. Yeah. Play your youth. That's cool. Give um, Chase Gasper all the time in the world. But as a squad rounder out guy, he looked like a pretty goddamn good squad rounder outer. Yeah. So, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe they thought you can get – a squad rounder router for less than they were paying him and, I guess whatever and, well but. I
1: mean I think it wasn't so much
0: money with him I think as much it was the international spot probably and and that, yeah, that, yeah that plays so. into it too so I'm not losing sleep over it but he was if there's anything on there that was surprising he was a guy I was like I could hang you know I, I could hang around yeah.
1: We've, we spent far too many far too much time on players who are never going to play for missus
0: united again yeah, so. fuck these guys um so yeah so what's uh, i'm gonna Bear, can I, i'm sorry yeah uh, go ahead. See, I'm, I'm making us take long enough i want to i want to cap one rasmus schuler moment off okay because he's a guy who actually was with us for a while all three years there put in some time yeah but my memory of rasmus schuler is most clearly defined in this the very first tifo we did the first year i was doing it which was the um it, we played chicago fire and it was the um the uh daft punk tifa yep um, the uh, Finnish public television, like their version of the BBC, whatever that is, they came and did a documentary that That's was right half, I forgot it was about half that. about Rasmus and half about me and the Tifa. I forgot and about so, that. Yeah, so they aired this like 20, 30 minute documentary about Rasmus and me that had nothing to do we didn't ever talk nobody gave a shit about that <laughs> it was just us and uh and there was no dubbing or like i didn't have to like learn Finnish. they just i did english and they lived with that and they're like yeah pe- enough people know english and he did Finnish, and enough people <laughs> knew Finnish, and that was fine that's my memory of h- him and me getting on public tv together unbeknownst to each other that was it
1: I totally forgot about that. But which, yeah.
0: you cannot even find that video because saying, it is like, geo-blocked. Is it really? You can't even find the video. The only If you want to see a, a documentary about me and Rasmus Schuler, you have to go to you gotta Finland. You have to go to Finland, huh? You have to go to Finland. All yeah. right. Well, if, if uh, any of our loyal listeners go to Finland, like
1: yeah. find it, uh, record it, and give it to us. Patreon.com backslash <laughs> yeah, the, the Dave's I Know. The Dave's I Know, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So very, 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 very quickly, the off-season schedule. So the season wraps up <clears throat> on November 9th. Uh, that's when MLS Cup final will happen. Uh, we'll probably get together uh, either next week or the, or the week after, and we'll we'll do a little MLS Cup final preview. We're not going to do anything with the games that are happening right now, because literally we're w- recording yeah. while LAFC and Seattle are tied up 1-1. Yeah. and we're It's not a gonna, weird
0: time for us yeah. to record so, and cover this one. But round.
1: November 11th to the 13th, there's a two-and-a-half-day trade window, basically, where uh, teams can make uh, make trades. Um, the 16th is when the uh, protected list come out, so you can protect 12 yes. players. We'll talk a little bit about that later. The expansion draft, this is the reason why this podcast exists, ladies and gentlemen. Well, actually, it was the uh, yeah, it was the expansion draft.
0: Um, the expansion draft was the first time you you and I put our heads together yeah, and did something. That's happening like this, on
1: yeah. November nineteenth, uh, and then basically then all the other w- crazy weird MLS stuff happens yeah. starting November twenty first. So um, we'll have a better idea of what this roster looks like will look like you know after you know end of November, beginning of December. Um, but as we're going to talk about here in a little bit, there's a lot of question marks on this roster, um, and so. We should jump right into that. What's, yeah, let's uh, what's, it, let's go for let's go <clears throat> front to back. Um, let's talk about the forwards. So the for for the forwards, I have uh, on our team right now <coughs> that we have options for: um, Darwin, Arod, Toy, Dunlady, Molino, Lude, Finlay, and Chacon. I have those as our sort of. And I guess you could throw Miguel Abar in there. So we're
0: counting wingers as
1: forwards in this model. I think mostly more S- like attacking uh, attacking players. Attacking so, so attacking dudes. midfielders plus yeah. forwards. So okay. yeah, you could throw M- Miguel Abar in there. Um, because I kind of have a... I don't know. It's, the way this, this team sets up is, is weird. And, you, you know, there's... I don't necessarily think we need... Uh, how Heath and, and company define who's an attacking player it varies match to match, honestly. Right, right. So, so what,
0: do you want to do fuck, Mary Killer or, or do you want to do no, keep so em, about, trash them, yeah, start them, so Yeah, so what, bench
1: you know, what should we do? And what do we think Minnesota United is going to yeah, do okay. um, in terms of uh, our forward? And, and honestly, like, when we, when we were talking at the end of the year last year... Forward Like attacking Was not the thing That we were worried about Right It was the defense At at the end of last season Somehow At the end of last season We were like Holy shit We just gave up more goals Than we gave up the year before But for fucking uh, Orlando City Orlando City We would have been the worst you know, defense in, in MLS history again. So breaking we were only our own record, breaking only our own record, and we would have been. And you know, thank God, bless FC Cincinnati. To like, oh, blow that fucking shit. Oh out of the yeah, water. They, we um, look like kings compared to that. So last year we were we were like, oh yeah, we have we have Darwin, we have Rodriguez, we have to- we have Delotti, We had you know we had not or we had Toy. Yeah. Um, we had Molino coming back. We had Finley coming back. We had Miguel Obar, yeah. We had Romario Obara. Some consistency. And there. all of a sudden now this is like. I, I mean, you honestly, you, I. So Darwin, Arod, toy Denladi, Molino, Lode, Finlay, Chacon. I mean, how many of those do you like truly want back in this roster? Well, let's let's. Chacon obviously. Let's like throw Chacon out there. He's a young 19-year-old DP. Yeah,
0: obviously, we, he's coming back. Yeah, he's obviously um, gonna come back. Molino's Give the guy 29. time. Uh, I would keep Molino. I think I think Molino I mean, yeah. Molino started to look really good as he found his footing, and I think that he had a particular um, chemistry with a couple of players, one of whom was Mason Toy. Though those guys had uh, amazing chemistry. Yep. Um,
1: so yeah, so I guess the bigger questions then are, um, you know, Darwin, A Rod, in terms of uh, the big money. So you know, uh, Rodriguez and Finlay and Lude, um were two of the highest paid players. Uh, in on Minnesota's roster this year. And they contributed for I think exactly like 7 goals total. Yeah. No, less than that. Like 5 goals total. One was in the Open Cup final. Um kind of a garbage goal for Lude and pretty much nothing else. The only so thing the
0: only thing Lude about Robin was the quality of his play.
1: Oh. I mean, Lude isn't sexual. It wasn't sexual at all. It was the exact opposite of Lude. It was chaste. It was chaste. <laughs> it was chaste.
0: Robin chased. So
1: every I know I've, reading, I, reading you know reading Twitter everybody everybody wants Robin Lude gone and they want him like fucking like, thrown off the boat. He's not going anywhere. He probably right? he's is getting, not. you know the guy. I mean yes you everybody is like everybody's hundred percent correct. The guy for for what he is being paid was not up to up to snuff. Yeah, I'm not up but to that's bar. the
0: same reason they're going to keep him. That They've 100%. made an investment in him. They don't yes. want to cut that particular bait. So I
1: guess the, the bigger questions here for me are, um, I'm fine with Millen coming back. I'm fine with Finley coming back. Although I think. Um, the team probably entertains offers on Finlay if they can get something, but yep. it's going to be pennies on the dollar for what they uh, spent to get him. Probably. Um, so my guess is he probably comes back. Chacon obviously young DP. He's their future. You're going to keep him. You're going to bring him back. Um, ideally, actually, if everything goes well, if everything goes well, you uh, you actually maybe you move Darwin and Arod. You slide uh, Chacon or sorry, you slide Lude into that Darwin. Um, the Darwin attacking role or central, you know, central attacking mid role, um, and sort of keep it warm for Chacon. So Chacon gets another, another year or so to, to really get his bearing straight. And now the cool. question, so the questions
0: here are, um, so what should we do
1: with Darwin, Arod and
0: Dunlady? Yeah, so those, those are the three biggest question marks. You talked about pushing Darwin into that attacking hole. I've got another hole I would like to push Darwin into. Uh, I like Darwin. Your he was such an important player for our club. I think he's a cool dude, uh, but I think from a money standpoint, from a what we need to improve standpoint, I think it's, I think it's time for him to fuck off. Um, so I think the quality, not, not just the production in terms of, of raw numbers, and, and not just like the caveat of like well, they weren't built to suit, which they weren't, uh, built to suit his style and stuff. I think the, the individual efforts that he was able to provide were clearly diminished, not just the product of a weaker attack around him. Um, I think that you can use that international spot. I think you can use that DP slot. I think you can use that money more wisely than continuing to double down on, his, yeah, on him as an investment. But so, so, yes, cool. What does that look like? He, so
1: we have, we have an option on him for next year. They, this team would be insane to not exercise
0: that option. Um, is Why would it, they is, be insane it, not to exercise it? Because we don't, we don't have an obvious uh, replacement. Yeah, as of right ready now, we don't have barrel. an obvious replacement, right? And Ta- so, Chacon, play the fucking man. Sure. Play your kids. Okay. I'm less afraid to play my kids than you are. As, a, as Okay. Maybe it's because I got some. Some. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say. Um. I mean. I guess. The,
1: but I'm thinking from from an MLS. Uh, what's think thing was like there's, like? there's like there's like the heart and the mind, right? There's the, the heart. Obviously, like yes, it would be great to get rid of him and, and give Chacon as many minutes as possible. <clears throat> With Toy, with Molino, all that. However, you gotta consider like we can't just like you don't just cut him and his his money's off the books, right? Like he needs to go somewhere. So he either needs to go to you need to need to trade him in the MLS, right? That's, we, we have a contract option. Um he he's also the problem with cantero is that he wants another year, he wants another guaranteed year on his deal. Yeah. Um and so if you're trading him within MLS, he's you're gonna have to negotiate that as well. So you're not gonna get as much so you, know, you gotta think about what you're gonna get for him, too. Like, I mean, if you are just get him the fuck out of here, like, we'll literally take,
0: take nothing for him. We'll no, take so a bag I, of balls. The language I used was too harsh. Yeah. I made it sound like I, I would rather have him dead than playing. What I would love to see them do is shop him. How about that? Yeah, I would love to see him not be a cornerstone around which we try to build our offense, which is exactly what the plan was this year. I think he clearly is not up to that task. We have a young guy who needs to get time. So the words I used were hyperbolic. I don't literally want them to do whatever it takes to get him out of the city. Um, But it's time to move on, and I would love to see an offseason that is geared towards seeing how they can do that profitably.
1: Yeah. Andrew Rodriguez and Abu Dinladi. I,
0: I mean, would I would pay to I would pay to cut Angelo at this point. Yeah. Uh, he although he no longer carries the DP money the DP tag he still carries a heavy salary and um although I still maintain that he can do things off the ball when he's not scoring goals that are valuable it's not enough it's yeah. no longer enough. Uh, Abu. Uh, uh, him and Freddie Adu should start a podcast is what should happen. <laughs> the, Abu Adu Adu Abu. Uh, t- Holy shit! I, I didn't even realize their names were like identical. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, see, I, I'm, you know, I, I go back and forth on on Dunlady. I he, so. If we want to, um, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the protected list in a little bit, but Denladi was a Generation Adidas player. We didn't have to protect him in previous expansion drafts. He graduates from Generation Adidas after this year, so he would. If we want to make sure that he's protected and part of this roster next year, we have to protect him as one of our 12 players. I don't think yes. we protect him as one of our 12 players. No. I think that would be um, That's borderline too far, borderline insane if we do. Yeah. Um, however, that being said, uh, if you know, if he ends up if he's on this roster again next year, I don't think. I don't think that's the worst thing. He is. He really has battled, you know, injuries, and I try to, like, especially when it comes to injuries. Like the, everything from what I've heard from people, like the guy works really hard. It's just he's just got the injury bug, and yeah, sometimes sometimes it, that, travels with you for a while. Look at Ike Iqbal had the injury bug for yeah. a long time and had that reputation of being injured all the time, and just fucking won uh, MLS Defender of the Year again yeah. two years after he won it. You know, so. Uh, You know, I'm I'm not 100% given up on Abou Delati yet, although I'm very much on on the camp. Like, he needs to do something soon, you know, early in the season to justify, you know, spending any sort of resources on him. And I think it's mostly, you know...
0: And he's good. I, no, I, I, don't,
1: I don't think he. I don't think he's, he fits into the the way Heath wants to play him as a third or second striker. Now, if if you know if you get rid of Darwin, um, you move Darwin, you you know whatever, bring in some Tam or Gam or whatever. Um, you slide Lude into the sort of that t- central attacking mid, and you push Abu Dinladi out into the left as maybe a left winger. Maybe maybe we're talking right, like that. You know, he's been able to do some damage from the wings, and I think that might yeah. be where that ultimately that or as a sort of like a, a you know late game let's 30 minute 20 minute substitute change of pace change of formation kind of guy i'm so i'm not 100 percent like down that he's got to go I yeah. g- i'm very much with you in uh jarwin a so let's brings us back to the questions what will minnesota united do
0: um they're gonna keep darwin um they still have a lot of faith in darwin big piece of the club um and they see positives in again the things that are not counting stats that he does so fine angelo i think is up in the air um Uh, I think that the team sees more of the the kind of abstract value that I mentioned earlier in him that fans might often miss but I also think that even for them that patience eventually is good they clearly have more patience than say you or I do Um, but even we talked about this in the last podcast they showed that they're going to be, if not perfect, but they're going to be more meaningful about you play your way onto or off of this team. They did offload Kavo. We can talk about all the nuances of that, but they eventually got to a point this season where they said, no, you're gone. And I, I wonder how much more Angelo needs to not put the ball in the back of the net before they're like, we got young guys we can give this time to, and we need to start doing that. Um, so, but, but the fact that I'm still 50-50, despite my slam dunk assertion that it needs to be gone, says that they're still more patient. So Lute is staying around. Okay. Dunlady, it will be really interesting to see how that plays out. I would love to see him just absolutely cut Dunlady. I, I, I'm sympathetic to your point about Dunlady and injury yep. and youth and stuff like that, but for me, the sample size is large enough to say he no longer has the injury bug. He has the injury disease, and that's just something he has to live with now. So uh, whatever. So how, what, what is your feeling if they just run this entire attack back next
1: year? Maybe they bring in one or two other pieces – Maybe one of those pieces is a is a potential starter, but they basically they bring all these people back next year. Um, what are you, how are you feeling about about uh, Minnesota United uh, and our attack? If they, you know, like again, they don't do they don't make significant upgrades, um, so they don't get rid of Darwin. They don't bring in a, another DP, but they basically run this basically back again next oh,
0: year. I'd say, I'd say uh, D plus C minus <laughs> opinion of it. We cool. scored 10 yeah. goals in what the, the last 11 games or something like yeah. that. Um, that's obviously not enough. But I also believe. That our average, the ability of our offense—you know—you go through hot streaks, you go through cold streaks—is higher than that. I think that you could run them back, and you, they would be better than they showed the last third of the season. Uh, especially if we made changes, I think stylistically, tactically, I think we could enable them a little bit better. Um, but still, showing how poorly they showed, it would be a crime to say I'm just going to gamble on them happening to be better next year. That would be a bad opinion. All right, <clears throat> moving
1: along to the midfield, uh, I have. Here, Gregus, Alonzo This is obviously Considering players who are already gone Gregus, Alonzo Dotson Miguel Ibarra uh, And Leap and Larry I put Miguel Ibarra in here Because he got shit off For playing time Basically in the last You know Yeah Third of the season um, But uh, Leap and Larry's 30 He'll be 35 next year uh, Grey Gregus, You had Alonzo You had Dotson um, I don't know
0: what it's like To be 35 I'm a young Fucking spring chicken I've been 35 chicken. It's You know How's was, it feel
1: that was, that, was, that was several years ago It was, uh, hey Bruce. It, was it was a thing uh um, 35 was a thing. Was that was thing. your opinion yeah. of it? Uh, so the question here, so, I mean, again, um, this, we, we'll talk about this with uh, the defense in a, in, a, in a minute here, but, like, uh, Ozzy Alonso played way more than I think any of us predicted him playing this year. Young Grey Goose um, took a little bit of time to get situated and get settled into MLS, um, but then was probably one of the best uh, sort of uh, attacking midfielders in MLS. Uh, he was one of the best the course number of the last, like yeah. twenty. 20 plus games. I still see him um, as a shuttler. Yeah. But yes, one of the best. You have yeah. a you have a Sonny Dotson who um, has played all over the pitch obviously. Honestly, um, but definitely I think Minnesota sees him as the heir apparent to Azi uh, Alonso and whether that's kind of hit or miss right now. Um, and then you have uh, you know basically Leap and Larry. So you had basically those four players and then um, Miguel Labar who probably played more in the attacking. But yeah. those those three sorry those four players, Gregus, Alonso, Dotson, Larry, um, what do you see for? Uh, I think I mean for me personally. What should we do? We should be bringing in two to four uh, midfielders, uh, and and in what bo- in, in what in bo- capacity? Both attacking and defensive. Like I think we should probably split it up between the attacking and defensive midfielders. Um, we need we need players that can spell Gray Goose, that can spell Alonso, um, that can give those guys. Uh, uh, time. Um, I, I really would love for us to actually define what Hassani Dawson's role is. Is Hassani yeah, Dawson yeah, yeah. a, a, an, a the Aussie apparent? And an give him apparent, give him is, time at the or, position. Or is Hassani yeah. a, a, a floater, a guy who is going to be playing all over the pitch? Like, and that's fine if that is the answer. But like, he can't. He that needs to be like that needs to be his. He needs to know that he needs to have yeah. a defined yep. sort of role for. Uh, um, for next year and not sort of just like slapdash, put him wherever the fuck they can and wherever Yeah the fuck let, they him, need, let him grow uh, into the role that you know, we intend a to put out yeah. or whatever so but i i mean i think if we don't bring in two to four um like midfielders as that would be i mean i, I mean i that, i mean Larry Olin wants to play again next year he's 35 um he's I'd let him. He's, he's acquitted himself fairly well when I'd, in limited playing time but again limited playing time with with him you're not going to get you're not going to get 18 to 20
0: games out of him. No, but Even that's th- not the point. Yeah, you sign him as a guy who fills in on that international week, but, but, and, you know, and he's he's great for that week. But we, I mean, I get. But again, that
1: goes back to like Ozzie Alonso, who uh, again, one of those guys who had the injury bug. Because uh, uh, everybody, I, mean, I don't think anybody, in you know, Adrian, he throws out the, no one expected us to do this thing. I don't think anybody, I mean, you know. Everybody, people predicted Minnesota didn't make the fucking playoffs. I don't think anybody predicted Aussie Alonso to play like twenty-five matches.
0: Yeah, he played. He played about six to eight games more than I thought he yeah, would. I think, um, which thing, was awesome. He was great yeah. in those.
1: I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think you can plan for that next year.
0: I right, I right, but, but, that, but we have the obvious error apparent there, so I think you keep Alonso. He I mean, has that uh, leadership uh, we, uh, ability. We keep saying that, but the
1: team doesn't. The team doesn't also seem to like convey that to us as well right like that's fair and so i'm just you know trying to read the tea leaves of of what this fucking team does and 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 how they uh how they interact with their fan base and all that and and again whatever we don't we don't know shit they don't have to they don't have to give us shit but you know they keep talking about him as this midfielder but then he just he gets he plays all over the pitch left back right back um you know uh in the attack uh fucking denny hocking i mean that's a
0: that's a throwback reference. That's a throwback oh, yeah. reference,
1: and that is a that is not a terrible comparison for the way that he was. That's uh, what he is. That he was uh, fucking Denny Hockey um, you know, thrown out there this year. That that's not good though. <laughs> no, that's it's not, not good. good. It's not good for his development. Yeah, yeah, no, like he needs to he needs to sit down and and or you know they need to have him We've They need to have a, a come to God conversation with him about what his role is, uh, in. MLS with Minnesota United. That's fair. So,
0: so, so we've talked a lot about him. Can we? Can we both talk about one guy that we're agreed on, which I think I think we're agreed on, which is Miguel Ibarra, Which is they are actively, passionately looking for ways to get him off of the club. Yep. And I think they will find a way to succeed at that this offseason. I think there's plenty of uh, MLS teams that would that would take Miguel. Ibarra Rightfully so. In a heartbeat. I think
1: yeah. they're just trying to find probably the best deal for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It sucks because. Uh, you know, they, they literally the team has no leverage in the situation because no. they, every team in the league knows they fucking hate Miguel Ibarra. They didn't yeah. give themselves they any leverage him. by playing him, where he could show what he could well, do. And when
0: he did play, he didn't—he didn't buy himself any value. Either, also, let's be he also—he
1: also would play every three games, and he would get like a 20-minute runout. Yeah, um, he got—he got. He got a twenty-minute runout in the last like twelve matches, he got yeah. one runout.
0: Give him in time, use minutes. him correctly. He can be really valuable. Yeah, and, and I think, did, I never think did there's that. a
1: lot of there's a lot of uh, GMs in this league or, or sporting directors who know who know that about Miguel Ibarra. Um I mean, I would love to see him down in Houston. Get with, him in Houston uh, with uh, Christian Ramirez and Tab Ramos. Yep. I'm um, Tab Ramos, who scouted Miguel Ibarra, and uh, Christian Ramirez for Jurgen Klinsmann it's um, in 2014.
0: I so dude, I. I would have some serious heartstring pull it like I I love the loons. I almost thought about getting a I don't have any tattoos as you know. Um I I almost thought about getting a loons uh, tattoo on my I don't know my fucking ass cheeks. I don't know where I was going to get it but um if they both wound up in Houston I have some serious some like diamond tattoo. Pull. Yeah, I like I'd be a Minnesota fan But man I would really have to Share that allegiance It would
1: make the Dylan Walpers derby uh, A bittersweet uh, oh, A God. bittersweet derby
0: Like that was some Bullshit I, like, I'm, I'm over the Dylan Walpers bullshit I think it's the Dumbest thing ever But it's, it's very dark in, and that's cool yeah. But if those guys Wound up there It would all of a sudden Blow it like, like it would explode Into this very Like there would be Riots in the street Yeah So what do you think Minnesota United should do With uh, yeah, their my, midfield I've got my phone On Vibe you know but it's down here so by my. Cr- We're yeah. on a small table. So it's your, it's down here by my nuts. It's like so. It's like vibing my nuts. Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel? Uh, it's better now that I expected it. it. was. It wasn't as pleasant when it was a shock. Um, what was your question? Which? <laughs> what do you think Minnesota United should do for uh the midfield? <laughs> so um, assuming I
1: mean yeah, assuming Gregory Alonzo and Dotson are back. Yes. Uh, Larry, you bring back Larry on a one-year contract. I say you bring back Larry. Yep. Um, you, you
0: one year him at a time. Um, miguel you get rid of and, and and what do I think they'll do what do, what do I want them to do both yeah both i think it's time for miguel um oh, yeah. i would love to see him but if they're going to miss fucking use him i don't want to i don't want to consign him to that fate either uh who else do we have to decide fates on here um do we, we have, have Sh- any other midfielders shuler martin are has gone. gone yeah, yeah martin's, martin's gone, gone. So, yeah, so I mean, we clearly need a couple we, we, of replacement yeah, pieces, but we need them over the value of those guys. We can't bring in another Schuler, call him an all-around uh, handyman. We need a guy who can be a really competent um, shuttler. We need another number eight who can fill in for Gregush, name the person on our team who's an obvious fill-in for Gregush. Larry Olin, probably an Aussie replacement more than anything else. Yep. Hassani Dotson, obviously an Aussie replacement, or at least that's the way we uh, are thinking of him. Um, uh, we we're talking about Gregush staying. Miguel's gone. Who is going mean, to be that, that th- number eight replacement? That was Schuler. Yeah, and he's gone. Colin yeah. Martin's gone, even yep. though I think Colin's probably more of a defending midfielder yeah. so, than yeah, uh, so a, yeah, number need yeah, a, a number eight. Absolutely need a number eight replacement. Yeah. yeah,
1: yep. So I, th- I, think, I think we're both in agreement that they will bring in somebody in. I mean, God, I fucking hope they'll bring somebody in. has to be, at um, least as a, a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. All right, uh, let's jump down to the defenders. Um, so for this category, I have uh, Gasper, Boxel, Coleman, Opara, Metnair um, and Omsburg, um, as our defenders that we're, will be back next year um, who have given significant time or and or have a promise for Minnesota United. Um, so what should Minnesota United do with their defensive core right now?
0: Uh, and what do you think they will do um, yeah well, here, so here's what I here's what I'd like to see um for, first of all if if you posed this question earlier if we return the entire thing whole hog no changes I could get over that it's pretty good defense um, what I would love to see is for us to get a young center back who can be the Ike Opara replacement. You know, are we giving a guy minutes to grow into that role? Ike is not going to be around forever and it's not like you can't sign a guy when that day comes but if you can grow him organically, how cool would that be? So I'd love to see somebody brought in as a really young center back replacement with a lot of upside. I think that'd be great. Um, I would love to see a Basically, a uh, a Mwimbe replacement at left back. I think that if Chase Gasper is the obvious starter, then I would love to see another guy who is an obvious competent I, replacement. I don't at left think back. Chase Gasper is an obvious starter. I think I okay. think I would love to see us
1: bring in an actual starting uh, caliber starting left caliber back. left back okay. and actually a starting caliber um, left footed uh, center back. Um, Boxwell and Coleman are both right footed. They're both playing that's, sort of both playing out of position when they're that's playing true. on the on the left hand side. Um, I think if you brought in a, a um, a, a DP level uh, left footed uh, center back, I think you know pushing Boxel um, and Coleman uh, two backup roles to Apara and, and you know that, that uh, left footed left back. Um, or, and or giving yourself the opportunity in the option to play sort of a, uh, that 352 or the 532 that you know has been successful for us at certain points in in the time where we can put in you can play uh, if you have a left-footed fullback or center back and you can play boxel and Opara or Coleman and Opara or Coleman and boxel even um, you know it gives you a lot it gives you a lot more flexibility Boxel is a good uh, center back in MLS is he one of the 25 best center backs in MLS I don't know I don't think so Um, sure if you can bring in someone who can who is a you know, Acapara is definitely a top twenty-five center back yeah. in MLS. If you bring in another sort of top twenty-five center back in MLS, and you push Boxel to the bench, or you push Boxel, or you allow um, the team to, to be a little more flexible with how they're playing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think that is just only can help the defense. Yeah. Honestly, and I think part of what I what I worry that we will do, and this is why this is why we, you know, we ask the question, what should we do, and then what will we do, is yeah, that yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna see. Oh, hey, our defense was great. We're just gonna we're roll, gonna, we're gonna ride Roll it. it back again. Yep. Um. And, you know, we saw, like, yes, the defense was pretty good, um, all things considered, um, but, you know, the the attacking part of the defense, I mean, Metnir and Gasper getting forward, not good, uh, especially towards the end of the year. I mean, it was good for a very short period of time when, when teams could not figure out how to defend Metnir and yeah. how to defend uh, those crosses. Once they figured that out, and then once they figured that that was the entire fucking offense, yeah. they shut that down, and our, our offense went, pfft, you know, uh, down the shitter So Down the shithole should, What should we do We definitely should be bringing in, uh, a, a, a player Who is um, At Worst As good as Chase Gasper And we should bring in Somebody who's better That Gasper should be Pushing for minutes Yeah Like I don't think Gasper should like Immediately be written Out of the starting lineup By some, being uh, um, A left back in But we should be bringing in Someone who Should be a, a guy who We would expect To be a starter
0: With okay. Gasper pushing him I don't think we're, I don't think we're too far off. Yeah, I th- I mean, at I, the very I least, we I mean, want we're we're a guy left- who can 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 make them compete each other for minutes. At the very least, yeah, right? And, okay,
1: and and I think it, I, I agree. It's both on the it's definitely on the left hand side. Yes, I agree with you a little bit. On it would be nice to bring in a young guy um, who can uh, spell uh, Icapara and and you know maybe be, you know take an Icapara esque role. I mean honestly, still. I mean Brent Coleman is still relatively young. Like Coleman could de- like develop into that role given a little more time. Um and if he's if really is he's, he's only focused on playing right back in spell of uh, like Opara right, Coleman has been played all over the back all over the back line um, yeah, yeah. From from full uh, fullback to center back um and left foot to right foot uh so if he's really you know if the team says we listen we want you to focus on. On being our next, being the next Ikapara, like right, after right. you know 2022, 20, when Ikapara is gone, you will be the guy. Right, And right. they really let him focus on that. I think there might be some benefit, like benefit in that. However, it doesn't mean they shouldn't bring in young guys who are hungry, who yeah. could could also fill into in that role. Hungry I, young bodies. But I definitely think the left hand side of our defense needs upgrades. I uh, what, in, what at both positions.
0: So I think we're 90% in agreement on this. One thing that neither of us talked about is like if Ramon Metanir gets hurt who's the obvious backup right back? Carter Manley is dead now. Uh, Hassani Dotson. uh, We've played Hassani Dotson (laughs) there. We've played Jace Gasper there, actually. Um, But, I I mean, that can't be our preferred method, is that we just shift them all over holy hell. It would be nice to have an obvious right back uh, replacement. I agree, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, um, I believe
1: Coleman has slid over and played right back in the past. But but you're right. We definitely need someone...
0: Uh, to who can step up and, and play right back as well? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, goalkeeper. I was mean, is there, uh, let, let, can we at least end on the what happens to Vito conversation?
1: Let's let's start there. Start there. Let's start there. So Bobby Shalworth is not coming back for this team. Um, Dane Saint Clair is obviously he's a generation Adidas player. Um, my guess is that actually that Dane Saint Clair probably spends most of uh, 2020. Uh, playing for the Madison or playing regularly in a in a USL side. Now the question is, um, Vito, yeah, uh, MLS goalkeeper of the year. Um, yep. He was already the third highest, uh, and we have a, we actually have a question about this. Let me let me pull up that question. Um, do, 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 do. Question question question. Um, oh, so Tim asked, what is Plan B if they don't keep Vito? And then uh, there was another question about... Oh, Rodrigo asked, what's the highest you think we should pay Vito? Uh, and his question was Guzan money or Howard money. So Vito... Well, who gives a shit? Vito Minone was money. the highest... Well, yes, obviously, who gives a shit? Um, Vito Manone is the third highest goalkeeper, uh, paid goalkeeper in MLS. Um, both Howard and Guzan were you know, national team players. So Vito is nowhere, anywhere, is nowhere near the national team for Italy. Um, yeah. uh, he's making a shit ton of money... Uh, with his contract at Redding If we pay Vito one cent more Than he's making right now We ought to save that money Save the $300,000 And we, sh- we, can- we can find You can find goalkeepers uh, Who are decent enough At the $250, $250 $300,000 level Dude,
0: I was ready to- I was ready to bar brawl with you I was ready to fight you in the fucking aisles here but I 100% agree. Like, like <laughs> honestly, there is a, a, the the goalkeeping talent pool is deep enough that you can find at least a close enough like for like replacement for significantly less. That which, is not true of defenders in MLS. Yeah. it's not true of particular attacking positions in MLS. But at goalkeeper, you can find a goalkeeper, which is which is funny because for the
1: for all year, everybody. I mean, people were giving Vito shit, and and I, I was defending Vito. I was I was saying Vito, Vito, Vito. He's a much better goalkeeper than Bobby Shaw. He's a significantly better goalkeeper
0: than Bobby Shuttleworth, um, which is 100% correct. Yes. Um, but it's it, just like betting, it's not just about who you think is going to win. Yeah. It's about the line. It's about the money. Is so, it right for the money? So the other question, I mean, the other thing too is, and, and you know, Vito had, think had, was is significantly better
1: in almost every facet of the game that Bobby Shuttleworth was. Now, but if we put Bobby Shuttleworth in goal um, versus Vito Minone, we do not give up as many goals as we did uh, in 20, uh, 2018 um we, with give, this up, we defense give up we give more goals than than we did in 2019 yeah but it, the spine of this defense with 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 Opara and Boxall yeah um, yeah we we give up you know any goalkeeper will will make this a better team um if we have Opara and Boxall and Alazo Ozzy Alonso in front yeah, of them yeah so so yeah so i mean <laughs> it's i think everybody people might think that's this is a joke or whatever but um, it's not like i if if Vito is if you were paying Vito 1 cent more than what he had made this last year Fucking, you, there's no way. I mean, yeah. I think you actually like. I mean, you can't. You can't legitimately give the guy a pay cut. But I think if honestly, you should not be paying. That would be
0: some shit. Like after he gets goalkeeper
1: of the year, like how about a pay cut? You like that? I mean, what Reading is paying him right now is is in actually in an insane amount of money. Um, yeah. And again, like yes, if you are, uh, yeah, you can't. You cannot. You cannot be paying a guy who is not a national team starting goalkeeper. That amount of money, considering yeah. there's other national team goalkeepers who are getting significantly
0: less money and yeah. who are just as good, if not better, than Vito Manone. No, uh, goal,
1: goalkeeper of the year award aside. so Yeah,
0: and, and you know what? If they d- decide to pay for him, uh, I'll cheer my ass off for him all year oh, long oh, because I love Vito. He yes. obviously was great last year, and it's somebody else's Chaco, money. To Chaco spend. was awesome. So the, his dog ch- and right, right, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I'll ch- I love the guy. Hundred percent.
1: Like I would, yeah, but definitely be down with uh, with uh, Vito coming back next year. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, again, if it's a
0: zero sum game. Yeah, spend it somewhere else. Yeah.
1: So yeah. plan B. I mean, plan B. I mean, honestly, you have, you have a decent plan B. in Dane St. Clair. Dane St. Clair. Uh, from from all accounts that I've heard, like. Like was really impressive in practice in terms of stopping shots. Um, you know players are getting frustrated that they couldn't get balls past Dane St. Clair, especially when he was up here after the sort of the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't think he's a terrible uh, a terrible stopgap. Um, ideally you would bring in somebody uh, who's an experienced goalkeeper to challenge him to like to push him, and um, you have some options uh for for that. Uh, goalkeepers are are not they're not hard to find as you mentioned. Goalkeepers are not hard to find in MLS. So, um, so yeah, I think we're. I mean. We're not going to be worse off at goalkeeper we'll next year. I mean, might there be a dip in, like, the reaction saves that we have? Great, yes, yeah, maybe, possibly. Yeah. But also, Vito is kind of shit at distribution.
0: But, and, and it's all a question about – And all also shit at, like when,
1: when pe- like, when he had time to think about a ball coming in was kind of shit at it. We
0: talked about that. He's yeah. great with the reaction saves. I, yeah. I, it's, it's all about um, cost uh, cost benefit. And yeah. It's about opportunity cost as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's right, Excellent. Boy but you take that money and you, you know, so yeah, maybe we get a goalkeeper who's five goals a season worse, but we spent $300,000 to get an excellent number eight backup who gives us, uh, an excellent extra 10 games. You know, it's, it's a trade off. It's not just saying we were happy with a yeah. shittier goalkeeper. It's you saying, this is a position not of extreme value to yeah. us. Yeah. Some
1: so. game. All right. I think we're, I think we're in agreement. See? Love it. It's great. We don't have to um, fucking fight each other. So let's talk about a thing we might want to fight about. Um, so the player management the uh, you son of a bitch the coaching side. Okay, let yeah, me what's let up? me just let me just get this out of the way. What should we do? We should absolutely fire Adrian. Okay. Heves. Yep. Uh I mean that goes without we're saying. We're glasses clinking right now. Um What will we do? We're not of course not going to fire him. We're not going to fire him. We're going to give no. him a 2-year extension. Yep. Um it will not be justified, but it will be I mean it will be it won't be it won't be I mean I'm trying to hard like figure out the way. It'll not be unjustified, right? Like if this was the, like the problem the problem was that we never actually heard what the three-year plan was. Like maybe the three-year plan was just to, like, make the playoffs in the third year. If that three-year was, plan if that, was for
0: him to continue to have his job. That was, that was if, his three-year if, year if plan. If
1: the three-year plan was to, you know, make the playoffs in the third year, then, yes, he was successful. <coughs> and you don't normally fire someone who says, here's my plan. At the end of the plan, they succeed in, in the ultimate goal of the plan. Yeah. And you then you like, You fuck don't normally off, fire yeah. that person. I mean, uh, so... And knowing knowing this front office, knowing the, the 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 ownership and all that, like I don't I don't see any way, shape, or form that we do not, uh, and just watching like guys like Tab Ramos, who I would I would have loved to have as a Minnesota United coach. Yeah. Um, seeing, done, seeing those guys get hired. Heath is coming back. Um, Heath is coming back. We just got I'm just resigned to that fact. And yep. uh we'll have we can just keep running Heath out. Uh, but yes. So what will we do? We're bringing Heath back. Yep. Um, we did. So there was the goalkeeping. Coach controversy earlier in the year. Do you see? Do you foresee any uh, other coaching uh, changes? um,
0: That you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't. But I'm just kind of curious if you have any. Let me. So this is a half answer to your question. But um, one of the things that I think was under remarked on because people often give the quote unquote tactical, the brainchild people, the credit when it comes to management and stuff like that. Stacey Harden, one of the few uh, females doing her job in this kind of capacity in MLS. She's the head trainer. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the reasons for our success this year was because we really did a great job of avoiding injuries. Ozzy was able to hang out there for many more games than we thought he would. We avoided the kind of catastrophic injuries that haunted us in 28. Well, Stacey Harden was also on the team in 28. But she did, this year she did a, not not like that's just her fucking responsibility. Like, oh, you're injured at Stacey's fault. That's not the point. But she did a great job and her staff did a great job and Deserves uh, accommodation that they'll never get. So thank you, Stacy, and your staff for um, keeping us from getting injured, as in so far as you can prevent that. Um, other other coaching stuff. I, I, honestly I don't know enough. I don't know enough about it to be to weigh in heavily. So, so
1: one. So one other. One, one final question about the the player management coaching uh, side of it is uh how long, how much longer does Adrian Heath ride in this uh, striker whisperer like in whose eyes idea I mean, that he's built up? Yeah, and it's it, well in, in the fr- in the eyes of. Uh, uh, one Eric Durkey in the front office, and who uh, is very quick to point out when Mason Toy scores so a couple of uh, bangers from 25 yards out, which is not right. necessarily what a striker normally does, but yeah. he's, he's quick to uh, quick to point that out. Let's quick to point out when we score uh, three goals in 10 matches uh, at the end of the season. So, so, honestly, I now how much how much can how much how long how much longer can he continue to ride that, considering he hasn't actually developed a striker a consistent striker
0: uh, since. Kyle Aaron, I don't I don't I think that's a straw man argument I, I don't think there's a huge cadre of people who are banging that drum Durkey might but that's literally his well, job there's also. enough people who, uh, who
1: it, it means that it, it' makes a significant difference to like, you know what? And I, I, I agree with you maybe I, I don't have my you. ear
0: to the ground on it but I do not think that is a passionate argument that's being argued by enough people that I'm gonna warrant it with an answer wow. a lot of people keep saying it so I haven't heard that. Um, so, so, I mean, my personal opinion—obviously, sure. that's not true. Yeah. But now he gets to uh, chill out under the umbrella of a different thing—that he's the uh, he's the shit defense resurrector—and maybe that'll <laughs> follow him for five years. I have no idea. But all right, uh, front
1: office. So th- this we'll talk about from the uh, the uh, non the non playing side. Um, what is there anything we should do with the front office? Um, what will we do with the front office? Um, I mean, I, I just you know I bring this up in terms of you know, this is obviously a lot of like the marketing and the way the team is promoted. Um, I think you know the this team has done a really great job, especially with Allianz, of of getting their name out there and getting and getting the you know, the brand of Minnesota United out there. I I very much was one who was opposed and and thought that the say should campaign was kind of uh, like class you know classless and and kind of bullshit i i'm also a, i think a vocal minority in that and i totally understand that um they not all your marketing uh campaigns can be winners a lot of times they stink and they're and they're stupid and you gotta and as someone who did has done marketing i get that i understand that sometimes you you just fucking swing it for the fences and you miss and i thought that was a miss but a lot of people thought it was a gigantic uh home run but most people didn't i was actually talking with my wife about that today because we saw the, the, one of the Saishu the, uh, lawn sign, and She's like, so why were you pissed off about that? I gave her the whole, the whole thing. I was like, you know what, honestly, and, I, and I've said this in the podcast, do the very quick version of it. If they had just done the slug narration, I asked her if she'd seen the video. She hadn't seen the video. Um, and I asked her if she knew the song. She did not know the song. My wife is not super hip, guys, unfortunately. But I love her, I love her to death. Um, <laughs> but I was like, if, she, if they had just done the narration and just done the song and yeah. that was it, it would have been fine. I'd have been okay with it. Um, the fact that they put that, that fucking uh, Extra Time Radio sound clips at the beginning of it, uh, like Andrew Weeby and Matt Doyle and, and those guys and, and Callen, the fact that they have that, like, really, that's what really irked me. And so the fact that I have to explain that to people means, like, I'm probably the outlier here, and I, and I totally I- understand that. So... Is there anything else? Is there anything that the other the front office should be doing? Um, uh, I mean, we, we were we mostly were,
0: stadium operations Were really good this year. Yeah, stadium was great, and when yes. uh, when security overstepped or was weird or something like that, the team was usually quick to correct that, which is great. Um, you know, we we can talk about long lines for bathrooms or thin corridors, but the, you know. What are you going to do? Fucking blow up the stadium and start over? It it is what it is at this point. Uh, I I think from some of those non-player management front office standpoints, they've they've hit a really good groove. Uh, Obviously, I have really unique interactions with all kinds of people in the front office with uh, some of the stuff that I'm involved in, Mm -hmm. and they've all been nothing but... Let me put it this way. No matter what I've done or what I've said or what idea I've had or what challenge I've had for them, their response, even when it's not been universally yes their response has always been Okay, how can we make this work, or or what do we need to change to make this work? You know, if, if I said, hey, I want a big fucking middle finger with a picture of the devil, I don't know what it is, they would say, okay, yes, and and they would try to like turn it into something that would be reasonable. Yeah. Um, that that's from a creative standpoint. The same thing with stadium operations. When we talked about uh, when we talked about hoisting and we talked about the mechanics of the stadium, the physical space needed to do tifo, things like that. The response has always been. Okay. Yes, and how can we help make this work? Not absolutely not. You'll fuck yourself with that idea. It's a bad one. That's so. Um, I so uh, I've had a lot of positive interactions with her. Ticket sales mostly have been great. I love my rep. I I got don't change and and not to go too far back onto the player management side, but we. Really, fucking executed a lot of signings. We had a lot of great mm-hmm. signings that all panned out. Now the first two years go in the bucket too. It all goes in the bucket. You can't just put blinders on the first two years and then say the third year is the only one that counts. But it's also hard to say, eh, fuck Manny, fuck Amos, when they had a really largely stellar third year in terms of signings. So from from the team management side, I, I don't have any qualms. Right I, will, now. I will say they did a really good job in the in the
1: winter of last year on uh, not a single one of their signings panned out this year in the summer during the season summer, in the summer window that's fair. yes that's fair. just for, which is which is fine um as you said all goes they, in the bucket they rarely, yeah. they rarely do right i think ethan finley is the only one that's basically like kind of pretty much panned out who's sure. a mid you know a season you know, after the first transfer window had closed signing mm-hmm. darwin um, darwin was still in the in the in, the, in, the, still in the, still the first in the transfer window okay, yeah, yeah okay. um but uh, anyways uh i you know i agree i think the the front office is as, as much as we want to, as much as i give them shit about stuff and i give them a lot of shit and and i'm friends with a lot of those people um you know they stepped up um they step up when they need to uh you know when there was all the the backlash about um bike helmets and diaper bags and things like that i you know i got i heard from somebody a friend of mine in the front office who literally just leaked me he was like hey by the way this is like uh, i think one one of the open house events before the season had started he pulled me aside he's like hey by the way like, it's like between you and me and if this gets out you know whatever uh we're gonna allow diaper bags we're gonna allow people to bring in their bike helmets so if you want to put that out in the world i'm not going to stop you from doing that so you know they, they anonymous they, sources anonymous sources um and 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 they are they're super responsive uh you know the ticket ups are, are, are have been every ticket i've had has been great um the uh, you know even even people like in higher up positions uh, in the front office are always willing to like they're willing to like they'll answer they'll answer you know a call or an email or a text yeah. um, and they might not give you the answer you want but they'll at least they'll at least acknowledge that listen this is someone who clearly cares about the team and they're yeah. asking a question and I think that's that's huge that's it that's you don't get that sort of kind of service from most professional sports teams mm-hmm. um, and I think that is a testament to them. Um, you know have has some of their marketing stuff been a little tone deaf yes we obviously talked after the very first season about or like towards what the first season was going on like how that there was actually literally no fucking marketing campaign for this team have they gotten significantly better in that regards yes 100 percent. people at least know minnesota united now right like you walk around and you'll see Minnesota people, people in Minnesota United gear. Yeah. I was parked behind a car, like Selby and Western today, and like or y- yesterday, and there was like a truck, a big fucking truck with a Minnesota United sticker on the yep. back of it. Like it's no longer remarkable. That is not a thing that I would have expected to see four years ago. The secrets five out five years ago. So, yep. um, and then you talked, and then I, the other only thing was sort of the stadium. You talked a little bit about uh, your work with the stadium. Um, I just actually literally was at the stadium last week with uh, Summit do like delivering a bunch of beer to the grounds crew for thanking awesome. them for doing all the work. They're to, still working right now. Yes. Oh yeah, they're, they're still fucking out there. I was we were chatting with the grounds crew people. They're not going to stop working until the first like significant significant snow. I know like, it's they're going to be building. They be, have like, gigantic that grass. grow lights out. Yeah, there. Yeah, they're going to be gr- there, and they they brought in two more of those gigantic grow lights. Like they're going to be growing that uh, grass until there's significant like, a significant amount of snow on the ground. Oh. So they're working their asses Give off. them some they, beer, they, and you know. Say what you want about the the pitch. I mean, I think we all were super excited about having a grass pitch and it being this amazing place to play. And it it clearly there clearly was errors and things like that. Yeah. However, you know, all that being said, hearing about all the things that happened, the fact that how quickly they like were able to like recognize what the problem was, yeah, and they weren't able to like quickly fix it. But they were in the middle of a fucking soccer season, yeah. Um, the fact that they, you know, obviously no one loved the fact that they played. The um, you know Division Three college football soccer game, the day before the fucking first ever home MLS playoff game. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was rewatching the game um, a couple of days afterwards, and you could barely—I mean, you could see the faint outlines of yeah, yeah. the football lines. You couldn't really see the football lines. No, the you know what you—you you can did argue an, about they the... did an amazing job, and, and and like no one really complained about the pitch about how it was, it was played, and you know I, so. You know, for all the you know, the same things and you know, you can complain about lines and stuff like that, but it's it's a soccer match, right? It's not like a baseball game where you can just like everybody just kinda gets up and goes whenever, you know, in between innings there's like, you know, two minute breaks built into the fucking game. It's it's you have there's forty five minutes and then there's you've got fifteen minutes to do all your shit. You know, get you know, take a piss, get your beer, get food, go back down, you know. And then I mean, I don't know. I was kind of I'm the kind of person who like I don't mind going up like in the middle of the game. Like there's no fucking lines. You can walk right up and get a beer. You can walk right up and get your cheese curds. Yep. You can walk right over to the surly stand and get a surly. No fucking lines. Um, and at that time, that's not for everybody, and I get that. But you know, it's like, it's also you know, we can actually like and people like they literally if you go to like a state in England, like you have to like it's like the it's going to the theater where you basically pay prepay for your beers and you go up and get your beers at, at the intermission. Right. Right. Like at the opera or whatever. Like yeah. you know, it's like that's what they do in England like you have to go up and you slam your beers and you bring go back down and get your your seat people can bring your stuff down and which by the way
0: I I want to move on but one of my favorite um, parts of going to the opera is all these rich fucks who come out during the intermission and order a glass of wine and then they all have to go 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 God like just just all these people who had never chugged anything in their lives okay we got to get back in all right anyway so moving along So we did allude
1: to A little bit very, But very quickly um, Who If you had to pick Someone from, for two, You have up to 12 people To protect, protect On your expansion draft list um, Who would you protect I, I, I have a list Let's what's, what's maybe We can talk through this together um, Why don't you Yeah you talk I'll react Ike Boxel,
0: Gasper Dotson Grey Goose So uh, before we get any further You do not have to protect Generation Adidas players Correct Correct You do not have to protect DPs you Correct. do. You do. You do have to protect. Yeah. DPs. The only play, the only the only place
1: you do not have to protect are Generation Adidas players. Okay. Oh my oh God. Seattle, Seattle scored again. Holy scored. fucking shit balls. All right. So we have Ike Boxel, Gasper, Dotson, Goose That's five. Metnir six. Um. That that's that is basically for me. That's the end of your slam dunk. That you have to protect, okay. right? And then so then you have uh, Molino, Finlay, Miguel Ibarra Ohmsburg would get us to 10. Um, now, the other thing with, with the expansion draft, too, is that you have to protect... So, like, we technically have to protect Vito Manone if we think that we can... Work out a contract with Vito Manone because because Nashville or Inter Miami, who are the two teams that are coming into the league next year, yeah, could select Vito Manone, and then yeah. they have then they own his rights right. to like negotiate a contract with him. So so, so the by is, protecting and, and him or not protecting also, him, we kind of telegraph our intentions. Also, Romario Ibarra. So like people yes. like people are out on loans uh, for for us. Um, uh, so like until last year, like Johan Venegas like was was someone that we had to protect if we wanted to keep him. In the expression draft last year, we did not protect him. Obviously, he's gone now, okay. but, like, we have to protect – we want to maintain, you know, to make sure that we that – Nashville or Miami doesn't take – or Romario Ibarra's rights. Yeah. We have to protect Romario Ibarra. So, yeah. I guess my question is, is, like, obviously we're going to protect 12 players. Like, after those first six players, uh, uh, you know, mostly basically the entire back line, um, and – and in, in Chacon, oh, in, we do your, actually start Chacon is the other one. You so protect Chacon, seven. Chacon. They're so not going to Seven, Chacon. yes. Um, you know, we, do we, we? You know, do we protect? Uh, I guess we probably protect Miguel Ibarra if we think we have a, a potential trade partner
0: with him. Um, I don't think so because I, I think we, we trade him, I think we end up selling him for is, a loss. There is, if a, we do. there
1: is a window where we can trade before you have to set your protecting list. So
0: true, but I, I also sense. think we saw the opportunity to offload him. Um, he was
1: not protected in the last uh, expansion draft, Miguel Ibarra.
0: Yeah, was, uh, so I'm saying we don't we don't protect him. because yeah. I, I think they would see the opportunity to offload him without having to sell him on for a loss as uh, a boon. I think the other thing you have to consider too is like who who do you think Nashville and Miami are going to be targeting for the types of players that they want to bring in? Right? That's true, but uh, but you know honestly Miguel Bar is exactly the kind of player they should be taking. Um, they need they need uh, in the expansion draft. Yeah, I'm not saying you build your squad around 11 guys that are exactly like yeah. Miguel Bar in terms of talent, but Having a veteran who uh, is is flexible positionally and is a workhorse is yeah. exactly at least you need a couple of them if you're going to start from scratch. Um, I think that for a similar reason, uh, you leave Veto unprotected because it's the opportunity to take him off the books without having to pay him more. And you say, okay, we didn't have to, we didn't have to sell for a loss. We didn't have to sign him for more money than we think he's technically worth. We've so, got an opportunity. to So, get is there anybody murder. who I
1: haven't who I haven't said that you would definitely protect? Would definitely protect yeah. after those um, first seven. And then I also said Molino, Finlay, Miguel Labar, and Olmsberg are people I that I would, I would consider protecting, but I don't necessarily like – they're
0: not slam dunks for me. Olmsberg and Miguel, I would not. Finlay and Molino, I would, yes,
1: I feel like Olmsburg is more in, the, uh, in that sort of slam dunk category because he's, he's, a, he's a big, young, defensive uh, player. American so You don't have to spend Any international spot on him Yeah I feel like that is That's like That's a commodity in this league
0: No I wouldn't shit On the inside of my pants If they protected him That's fine I, I see the arguments there But yeah. he's not a slam dunk For me oh, That's yeah. all I'm saying any, um, any, any other players That you would consider uh, Did you say Mason Toy?
1: I did not say Mason. Toy. Toy. Mason Toy is GA though. You don't have to protect him. Oh,
0: he's he is still Toy. GA. Toy okay, Saint Clair.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, oh. Toy. Toy's got one more year of, D- of, G- Dunlady of GA. Dunlady is no longer Dunlady generation. is Adidas, not generation Adidas, So I think
0: you keep his ass right off the list. And if they're foolish enough to grab him, then have at it. It. So
1: I mean, big, biggest names here that you you I did we neither of us have said are obviously uh, uh, Dunlady, Quintero, and uh, Rodriguez and Lude.
0: And Lude, uh, look, I think no, let's I think be honest with you. The team will protect Lude. I think Lude's probably getting protected. It doesn't yeah. matter what you and I think about it; yeah. they're going to protect him. Yeah. Might they protect Darwin? I still now Darwin scored ten goals this year. We can talk a lot about how he failed. We can talk about how many of those were PKs. All of those are valid counterpoints. But you're going to look at ten goals. They're going to look at what he does in other capacities. And gonna, I think the team values him still very highly. I could see them protecting him because of the value they see in him. Because they'll potentially might trade him later. To somebody else too Correct so. And you you retain him As a trade token Now I think that would be A mistake because I think When you trade him You're trading him at a loss I think they bought him For more than they could Ever possibly trade him on For now at this point So I don't mind him Leaving under his current uh, uh, Conditions <laughs> yeah. But um, No I, I, I'm i trying to think Of somebody else Who's an obvious slant. You said Chase yeah, No Chase Gasper's um, He's, he's part of that he's list He's protected No he's not He's, he's part, part of, the, you, of your you, list you, okay. Yeah you gotta protect him um, You protected yeah. Ramon
1: I mean, it's 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 sad. Like, I don't think there's twelve people, twelve, 12 players on this team that we Saint need to Clair? protect. He's a uh, generation Adidas. Right? He's. We, we, I, can't, I literally I, just said that being
0: a rookie is not the same as being generation Adidas. No. And I don't have a categorical memory. Toy, of who Toy is and Sinclair are the only two okay. who are still generation Adidas. Okay. he was. He loses that. He loses this year. that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So
1: Toy and, and uh Saint Clair are the no, only two I, generation. I, Adidas honestly,
0: I um. There's not other names on there that are obvious. There are people I who I, I would be happy to see stick around yeah. who are not in an what I'll call an unfavorable salary position. Somebody like Miguel, you're going to sell Miguel on for a loss for what you got him for. There's no way you're going to. Um, Quintero is a similar example. You're going to sell him on for way less than you bought him for. I mean, we, um, one thing, one like player we didn't say was Brent Coleman. I mean, do I'd you protect think... Brent. Yeah, Brent is excellent for the money. At his price point, you can't do too much better. So. Yeah, so I guess so I, I, I'd protect. Common yeah. is probably in that in that sort of
1: eight to twelve yeah. range of, of players. Cool. Um, anything else on the expansion draft? Protected, protections We'll talk more no. about this, obviously, as we get closer, as it comes closer yeah. this to the actual thing. Yep. Um, no, no other. Right, we had for a few me. questions. Yeah, let's do it. <coughs> um, uh, at big game grade a twenty seven asks, how can the loons generate more goals? Do they have to sign a goal scorer? Can the youth step up or combo? Five of the final eight had a leading goal scorer with 15-plus goals. And LFC had two players. Darwin had only 10 and four PKs, and he's likely gone anyways. We talked a little bit about this, but um, how can the Loons generate more goals other than completely
0: revamping their front line? I I think it has more to do with tactical changes than it does with personnel changes. You mean like a a managerial change? (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> I, I would like to see that too, but even even if Heath turned over a leaf and and started working uh, the ball toward the middle instead of just playing crosses out of the flanks, um, I think that that I think that we could do a lot better with that kind of strategy. I would love to see Chacon get more time. Uh, I would love to see I think the goal scoring dead weight of uh, Rodriguez removed a little bit. Now, people are the right people are going to argue against this, but Dunlo- I'm, I'm sorry, Toy. And Rodriguez actually had a similar goal scoring rate against expected goals this year yeah it's absolutely true I think toy has way more upside than Rodriguez Rodriguez is not gonna figure his shit out and turn his career around next year toy is still growing so I yes but is my answer to that Um, so I I think yes we do need a couple extra pieces I think we need better wingers than the ones that we've played probably if we're gonna stick to a 4231 but I think playing more centrally could do wonders for us even without any personnel changes Agreed.
1: Um, our friend Andy uh, of Andy and Mags asks, "Are you Dave's planning any surprises, climaxes, or new or returning extra special extra special guests for next season?" Um,
0: extra special guests, yeah.
1: Or climaxes. I mean, I climax probably. You know, try to climax every every other night. I or have so. I have never climaxed, okay. so I
0: I do not have any opinion true, you, that, you, you kids are test tube babies i forgot i forget well, about yeah, I, i'm sorry <laughs> I, I had to climax one time at the doctor's office other than that
2: dry as um, a bone here
1: and yes we are we are planning surprises we are planning climaxes we are planning new and or returning extra special guests for next season uh, we're gonna um theoretically defend our uh our, our uh, futsal yeah title in the spring um so yeah we're gonna be doing lots of fun stuff so uh, MJ asks if all the Daves I know get employment from MNUFC MN this off season. What would each of their roles be? And then he he lists me, you, uh, David Smith, uh, Dave DeJour, Dave Leidig David Via, David Beckern, Connor McDavid. And you say David
0: Baker? David Beckham. What about David Baker?
1: David Baker's he's he did not list David Baker. I'm not well, sure. Let's if fucking MJ, put him in. MJ knows who David Baker is. Okay, whatever. Let's put David, him in. Yeah, David Baker, um, Connor McDavid, and Larry David. So what would uh, if we were if we were employed by MNUFC What would our roles be? I think Dave uh, I think Dave Ladig asked if uh, Dr. McGuire needed a uh, wine taster.
0: A wine taster? <laughs> so
1: that sounds like what Dave Ladig wants do, to wh-
0: do. Do you mean like to make sure the wine's good or to make sure it's not poisoned?
1: Uh, I, that's, he did not specify. Okay. So, so da-
0: uh, um, Ladig would be head of analytics. Oh, I don't yeah, think absolutely. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I think you would be head of the comms department.
1: Uh, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> do you yeah, want you do me, do you do. me running comms for this team? No, but I think that's, I think that's where you'd end up. <laughs> Connor McDavid would be in charge of. Uh, he, would people? St- he would take. He would take Stacy Harden's job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean. Yeah. Maybe. David Baker would be in charge of. He'd be a social media intern. <laughs> <laughs> you. you oh, no fucker. No, David Baker would be in charge of. Uh, he'd be in charge of merch. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he'd can, be like VP. VP it. in charge of merch. I can see that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Um. What other Dav- David?
1: Davia. Uh, uh. I mean. I. I would slot Davia in as a, As our. You know. Uh, model central attacking he would model mid. the
0: merch central attacking mid <laughs> like
1: yo, <laughs> right I now. didn't realize player yeah. was an option yeah fair uh, David Beckham I mean I put make that guy a sporting director like we're not we're not gonna give him any real, real right. authority like but he's gonna allure people into, right, right. Uh, into the team um, I, I would be the CEO I think
0: oh yeah okay no no let's not fuck around here yeah I have extremely high-level corporate strategic experience okay I'm not trying to just blow smoke up my own ass. I think of the Davids listed, I would be most suited to be the CEO of Minnesota United. Okay.
1: What's David Smith? What's that Scottish bastard going to be? God damn. Wow. Uh, the, I mean, we, we, we,
0: here's the thing. We get rid of PK we, in the Scottish Lake Monster. That's becomes, him. That's fucking becomes, him. The yeah. He's becomes, the mascot. He comes to the logo. Yeah. and comes the mascot. We have a few guy. holes in our front office here. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. MJ, I yeah. usually hate everything you tweet, but that was a pretty good one. Thanks, man. All right. um,
1: uh, Chris asks, is asking, and you are thinking about making
0: your knee-hole jeans cut off shorts? A stupid question. I think okay, so, so let me <laughs> give the background on this. Basically... I was with my five-year-old all alone this weekend. Julia and Natalie were out of town. It was just me and Benjamin. and I had. Did, did, was Chris having a stroke while he wrote this question? <laughs> it was not, it's not worded well. <laughs> and I had jeans on that had huge holes in them because I was doing a lot of work around the house this yeah. weekend. And they had huge holes. And work, Benjamin. Work around the house. Yeah, jerking my, my big fat dick. Well, I was going to say uh, sucking, sucking dudes off or sucking, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever I got to do to make a buck. Yeah and uh and so benjamin my five-year-old both of my kids are five but i'm giving the context for the listener here he's five-year-old and he sees that i have a huge hole in my pants and he's like how are the bottoms uh connected to the he thought they were they were completely not connected to my the top part which is funny but even funnier when you realize that what that means is he thought i was walking around in shitty cut-off jean shorts and knee-high denim socks all weekend i think that's what he's referring to okay um, so, yes, apparently that's a stupid question. It was a stupid question. That's, right. Yeah, that's the answer. Uh, all
1: right. Uh, Wausau Loons asks, I strongly dislike all four teams left in the playoffs. Do I just root for chaos and the shit race? yes, yes. Or yes. do I just, or do you just not watch? Yes, you definitely No, we're, we're watching one right now. You root for chaos and You, and you root for hurt feelings and,
0: and uh, yeah. VAR. That's and, what you root for.
1: And finally, the last question, uh, the Lunacy Podcast, another podcast, asks the question, if each, play, if each player on the Loons were an alcoholic beverage, which one would lewd be, and why? I answered this. I thought lewd would be a Negroni because no one knows what's in it, knows what it's good for. And I told and you you can't really fucking say that word in what's, polite company. But, but, want to break down? We we had it. We had a uh, we had a similar type of question, but I think it was just like what kind of like booze would different players be? But like
0: yeah, but this is what lewd. Ta? we're talking about lewd.
1: And that was lewd. Yeah. Well, what what was your answer to that question?
0: Man, you, you know what's stupid is I be? thought about it a lot and I didn't come up with a good answer. Um, part of me wanted to say hot damn. Uh, I don't even know if they would make that anymore. Um, <laughs> Ludes Farm <laughs> could he be Ludes Farm? No, so I can't make one up. No, um, I mean you could say he's he's Boone's Farm, but no. You gotta, so you gotta you justify it. Okay, you gotta so give, so, you gotta so give it a reason. Here's here's the vibe with Lude. Uh, overpaid, um, all hype, and then no actual delivery. That's a fucking Negroni, man. Is that a drink or is that actually a booze? That's a drink. That's a, is, yeah. Are we asking drinks or just drinks. like what kind yeah. of booze? Drink. Okay. Um, we've, we, I think we've done the booze before. Right? So, drink. Okay, so, so what like cocktail? He is an old-fashioned at an airport bar. Extremely expensive. The guy wants to tell you about it. And then you taste it and you're like, oh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's fucking Knob Creek and... And, uh, and cherries. Cherries. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. That's fair. Sorry, dude. Um, Sorry, Lude. I yeah yeah. sorry maybe 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 some uh uh, off-season podcast patreon content we can actually like break down each of those all booze as like as as as, as cocktails and we what what their uh what their cocktails are maybe we you know we get uh west a sponsor we can actually drink them here you know maybe do that like as a patreon uh yeah maybe we get like four or five different uh you know Players, and we make drinks for them and we do it as a patreon only sort of event
0: you know oh, think a, about it you yeah. know it'd be a good patreon as, as we wrap up you know it'd yeah. be a good patreon pod that I think people would actually pay for you and me we drink three really good hard stiff drinks before we even start we start and it's all random and ridiculous questions either that viewers have sent in viewers or um, you and I have crafted for each other it's, just, it's not about anything okay and then we continue to drink through the podcast until we get so drunk, we cannot continue.
1: That's, that's all a, it is.
0: That's That's the
1: pitch. That sounds like most of the first, like, ten of the podcasts that we did. That's true. It probably wouldn't be very <laughs> probably good. probably wouldn't be yeah. very good. Yeah, okay. um, but maybe if it's like, a little more contained. Um, anyways, you can always find us at com, uh, at TDIKman on Twitter. I'm at Texas LR. Martin at Offensive Loons.
0: Martin, take us home, man offensive, moods. offensive I moods. moods. I should fucking change my handle to that for Halloween. <laughs> it's yeah. moods. We' are the dates, you know, this has been the dates I know cause we
2: both know we can't do nothing at all oh. oh, oh. Uh-huh. We, 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 do, we, we do our thing, son. Long as you do yours, land here, become free,
1: con. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, we, we do our thing, son. Do it. Do it. We, we, we do
2: our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh-huh. Come Come on, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing it at all. Y'all yeah, know we can't do nothing at all.